Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 235, episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist! Ah! It's the finale, a production of iHeartRadio, and a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, May 6, 2022, which means it's National Nurses Day. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, don't forget Mother's Day coming up, too. Yeah, if, that uh, is coming up uh, two days. The one who celebrates. Yeah. Yeah. If your entire sense of the zeitgeist comes from this show, do not miss out just because we don't publish on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are things are happening on the Get the plans in motion. You got plans? It's not too late. Uh, I do. I do. Okay. We're, we're going to do a little picnic oh. at the LACMA, and then we're going to oh, go yeah, inside nice. the LACMA okay. and uh, steal a fine work of art. Oh, wow. Plan. Okay. All according yeah. to plan. Yeah, I'm just, I invited my mom over because she wants to see my dog. And then we're going to go out to eat. But she was like, I want to see the dog. And I was like, sure. <laughs> I miss your dog. <laughs> great, please. Let's, let's come by, come through. That's probably the type of parent I'll be. I won't admit to my kids I miss them. I'll admit that I miss their their pet. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, my mom, she misses me, but she, I think she very firmly also misses this dog more. Like, it does, I don't even know if that's cover. She's like, I want to see your dog. <laughs> uh, so. 
Well, your mom is a is a pet person, as we've covered. Oh yeah. Did you see what I posted? Or, like, yeah, like last week. I did. That's full a whole on family of possums. <laughs> possums coming in the house, eating her in cat the house. food, and Roommate. my mom's just chilling, recording yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. she said again, "I wish I could keep them as pets," but she said, "Their true nature is to be wild, so I do not want to limit their freedom." I was like, "Okay, based mom, you know, go off." Very similar to her parenting philosophy with you. You know, yeah. she was like this. This young man's true nature is to be wild. To be wild. That's right. <laughs> um, well, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. If you could only see the day, Lee Zeitgeist, maybe you would understand mm. why I talk this way and sound so tired and drink a ton of dew. <laughs> if you could only see the way that Miles can be when he says mm. when he says TDZ that is courtesy of Bohemian Rhapsody who I had to uh, reach out to in the DMs and be like hey what what's, what song is that <laughs> but once I heard it I, I remembered the hell out of that song it's tonic oh, yeah. if you can only see me and then there's that one part where he's like, "Shame no machine, no man, yeah. no machine, no." Wait, and I, who does that song? Uh, tonic, Tonic, bro. Tonic. Off of their classic album, Lemon Parade. Uh, that sounds like a fucked up website. I know that, that sounds like that sounds like they were like, "Oh, you you thought a lemon party was bad? Check well, lemon wait parade. till you check out oh. this shit." Yeah, so a- Andrew at Bohemian Rhapsody also let me know, just because I've, I've talked about the fact that both the fact that at, at Bohemian Rhapsody is a great rap city is a great username. He let me know that he thought up until last year, that's what the song was called. He thought it was called Bohemian Rap, rap city? city. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I Which, like yeah, makes me love it even more. <laughs> so shout out to you and i'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host mr miles gray you know it's just miles gray hideo noho uh wish i could have came with something a little bit wittier but i was i was just blown away by that tonic aka i mm. i really liked that song when it came out i remember but it was one of those songs never knew the name never knew the artist but i just knew and then I feel she yeah. <laughs> like it's the heartfelt yarling. Yeah. That really, really does it. So you kinda you kinda that kinda fucked me up to be honest. So mm. shut up, but you mean rap city. Well it was also one. a love song to you that if people yeah. could only see the way uh that you can be when you say T D Z that it like just breaks my heart <laughs> in some way. <laughs> I kinda liked it. It had an emotional arc that added that. new uh dimensions to our relationship. So And we need that to keep things fresh. That's right. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a writer, director, comedian, podcaster, father who's written comedy, horror, comics, and parenting books, and who hosts the podcast, What Are You Watching? with Chris Mancini, uh, which is an appropriate title because he is Chris Mancini! Chris! Hey, great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks. I, Thanks I was here, thinking Chris. of that song, Inagata DeVita, was like the first one that everyone got the name wrong. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, Mike then realized, well, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares enough to correct it. So that's just what we're going to call it from now on. Yeah. Oh, is it because it's in the Garden of Eden? Yes. Eden, but he was okay, so drunk right. yeah. that 
it just it came out in in a gotta beat up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a gotta beat up. Yeah, I that that also was another one I also thought was in a gotta Davida for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, I think I think if you look at the lyrics, that's how they have it listed. I might yeah. I might be wrong. <laughs> the <laughs> like the one so like in other news of looking up the lyrics to be like this must mean something, and I just had it wrong or like jumbled it into something. That part where he's like saying long but you won't. It's saying you love but you don't. You give your love but you won't. Which, that doesn't really make sense either, man. Like, mm. if you're going to put something that's, like, mumbled over, it should have, <laughs> it should repay people when they go try and figure <laughs> out what the fuck you were saying. Right. Sometimes people just go for the rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And won't and don't. I mean, that's that's rhyme smithing. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what what's good? Where are you coming to us from? I'm coming from uh, Los Angeles, and okay. uh, I don't know, if, uh, for some reason, I live in a neighborhood that there's always a tree being cut down, so you might hear a little bit of buzzsawing periodically. Uh, yeah. Know, shout out the arborists. You yeah. Know, just <laughs> getting, those, getting those checks. Mm-hmm. You know, can't get and shout out nurses. I do. I feel like I push past nurses a little bit, but nurses are truly the best and do some of the most thankless, uh, difficult work in the American but, workforce. Yeah, come on. The pandemic's over. They're not heroes. Anymore, okay? so <laughs> my bad, my bad. Let's not, let's not, let's not, you I'm know. I'm sure for National Nurses Day, they just want the day off. Right. So, yeah. How about no, you just no, no, listen no, no, no. when we yeah. were begging people to stay safe in the pandemic so we didn't have to see untold horror in the ERs for months on end. Uh, but yeah, shout out all the nurses. Shout out all the nurses in my life. So you know who yeah. you are. And arborists, who are the and nurses arborists. of trees, no. <laughs> I guess, in many ways. I didn't realize how important tree maintenance was until oh. I moved somewhere windy and, like, a dude was like, hey, man, you should really trim your tree. Like, the wind is just going to be like a, it's going to just fuck your shit up. Yeah, the, the city like, came by, said it was a year and a half waiting list to get a tree trimmed. And so I'm like, mm, right. I think we're going to need to hire a private contractor to do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know if and I just, can wait that long. Yeah. And L.A. has, like, super tall palm trees that, mm-hmm. like, almost seem like, I, I don't know, it, it's weird how tall some of the palm trees yeah. are. But then, like, a a chunk of them will just fall off in the yeah. wind. And... We have tall trees and high winds. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Right. Blast. <laughs> well, it's because we have, like, there's a, you know, all of our palm trees, a lot of them are dying because of, uh, like, a fungus. Oh, are so, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, you see a lot that are just lopped off, like, lopped off at the top and stuff. Like, these, like, sick, dying palm trees. Damn, man. Yeah, it's the whole thing. I, shout out to Arborist Zite Gang. This is, this is palm, your... Palm tree, palm tree fungus is a hoax, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I did hear. That's a hoax. Okay, we've got a palm and tree all you have to do here. is drink your own uh, palm tree oil, palm oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'll there be you good. Go. All right, Chris, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Alec Karakatsanis added again, letting us know about a public inquiry happening up in San Francisco that looks into how the media division of the San Francisco PD shapes public opinion, like just how that process works. It usually happens behind closed doors. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what humanitarian aid means, because... That's where a lot of the U.S. money, a lot of U.S. taxpayer money is going to uh, humanitarian aid. And uh, we will try and define possibly, that. We'll, yeah, we'll try and define that. We will look at a study on, that should make you encouraged 
about mm-hmm. about the process of building community, talking to strangers, all of that, plenty more. But first, Chris, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Here's a latest item from my search history. Where was the Enterprise during the Dominion War? Mm. So. <laughs> mm. I don't know what those words mean, but <laughs> please tell me. Uh, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I don't know why I didn't get to this until later. When they had Star Trek Deep Space Nine, there was a big war, but the Enterprise was never mentioned from uh, Next Generation. So don't know. Mm. Uh, and uh, and you know what? I will say this. Didn't get, a, didn't get a satisfying answer from the Internet. So I was a little disappointed in all the nerds out there. Really? It's oh, like so the tonic lyrics of yeah. uh, Star Trek lore. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is it? In in the in the chronology of Star Trek, DS Nine and TNG are happening at the same time. Where that like you're like, why didn't why didn't Picard pull up? Like that's exactly exactly. Oh, yep. And what mm-hmm. and the and the answer is like, or just sort of like like the text equivalent of like shrugging. Super vague. It's like you know where the Justice League is when something big happens. Like they're on assignment somewhere else. You know, it's like, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not buying it. They would. This is this is uh, the A story. They would be here. Right. They're right. like, look, if you look back yeah. at that time, nobody was going to take the deal we wanted to bring them back on the show. Yeah. And so we just were like, I don't know where they were. Yeah. Maybe their agents were a bunch of pricks. Yeah. Their agents were in a uh, a time loop somewhere. Right. You know. And yet, probably preferable when a fictional universe chooses to ignore like actual historic well i guess not actual but like chooses to ignore those questions rather than like what the eternals did where they were like let's make it part of their story that they were there for the atomic bombings of hiroshima and nagasaki like and then don't actually like deal with it in a way that's satisfactory yeah oh Oh, the way they're doing it is awkward. Like, they just had a front row ticket. <laughs> What's that? They just had a front row seat for that. Yeah, yeah. And they were just like, ah! Oh, yeah. man. All right, should we get out of here? Yeah, we were told not to interfere. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, until now, until our movie. <laughs> yeah, then, until now. <laughs> right, right, right. What is something you think is overrated? I am a big um, HBO fan. I like a lot of the shows on there. I thought White Lotus was overrated on that show that was the show about kind of like this resort but it was all about like uh, a lot of like white privilege stuff and but it was one of those things where i get it i don't think i need a whole season for this and then random shock images of like a guy's junk then that would also come up i think that's like hbo's thing to kind of destigmatize male nudity Mm-hmm. Which, which I'm kind of against. I think we should still stigmatize male nudity. So it's <laughs> revolting, but keep yes. our revolting genitals out of you. Just, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was ever uh, because that was one of those things where the internet and a lot of my friends said, "Oh, you're gonna love this show. It's great." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I like satire. I like humor. I like edgy stuff." And I was like, mm, "Yeah, it just, it just didn't didn't resonate for me. Didn't mm. connect." Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. The ending sort of left me wanting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the journey there, I, I had a I had a very, I had a fun time. Yeah, I really <laughs> liked thinking it. Of I'm like, White Lotus Can. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge did was it so go, good. Did it, like, pick up? Like, because like, I've watched the first couple episodes, and I felt like it wasn't going anywhere. Like, did it, does it pick up, like, halfway What episode through? did you stop watching? Probably about three. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it. It it starts picking up pace, like to the point where I remember every week, like everyone working on the show were like, "Okay, so what the fuck was that?" <laughs> but I get, you know, like it, it 
you know, not everything isn't for everybody. So yeah, if it didn't catch you, it didn't catch you. The same the way I was like, there's a ton of shows that everyone's like, hey, you got to watch the show. I'm like, I couldn't get yeah. past the first four episodes just for me personally. I, just, I mean, where was the Enterprise during White Lotus? I mean, that's what I kind of want right. to know too. <laughs> right. I also want to know the story behind, so Natasha Rothwell is played one of the better characters on White Lotus, uh, like a masseuse who mm. is dealing with the bullshit of a very privileged Jennifer Coolidge and is, yeah, she's just a great character. And then in Sonic 2, she gets married at what I think is the same resort as White Lotus. And I'm just wondering, like, did did the makers of Sonic 2, like, see White Lotus? And they were like, okay, like, that's, we got to do that. Because it really is a very strange decision on their part to have oh, like, like visually to see natasha rothwell in that location yeah it was like they they just did they have a deal like where did are is it the same production company and they had a deal with like <laughs> you know two for ones because it's uh yeah like when you're watching the movie you're like why why is so much of this movie sonic 2 a wedding in <laughs> hawaii yeah. They're That's... setting up the White Lotus Sonic Cinematic Universe. Exactly. You know, Thank you. Know. Yeah. Yeah. When that new season of White Lotus is coming out, so maybe we can expect to see Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> With, hey, see, see, now I'm getting on board. Now, again, yeah. now I'm going to give it another chance. See, you had to be patient, man. Yes. You had to be patient. <laughs> What's Sonic's role in all of this? Where right. does Tails come in? And like, is Sonic like in it? Like, is the next one Sonic just like plays like a like a boomer or like Gen X type mm-hmm. character? Where he's like out of touch. He's like, I don't know, like yeah. what's going on. <laughs> Sonic yeah. learns yeah. a lesson from Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Knuckles, <laughs> Knuckles is uh, not Knuckles is around in Sonic too. And I don't know. I don't think they did Knuckles justice. With his, with wow. his depiction, wow. I'll just leave it there. I, mean, I don't okay. want to get too controversial. That's what, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Right. Well, did um, they at least keep him as an echidna? Uh, yeah, I, I think okay. they did, <laughs> as best I could tell. We showed up late, but I'm pretty sure. Jack, you weren't watching Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> that was a lot of weird stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, and the sex scene, like on the yeah. wedding night, was just I don't know, unexpectedly graphic. Mm. What's something you think is underrated? Two things, actually. One of them is The Expanse. I really uh, love that show. And that was a, a show That's that nice. I kind of got to a little later, like a hard science fiction. It was on the sci-fi channel. Then Amazon picked it up. And it was kind of like a good uh, way to kind of like look at like, well, where can science fiction go from now? Like we have Star Trek. We have all these other shows. But I, I what I liked about it is it kind of showed like what would near future spaceships really look like and how would they work and would they have gravity and why would the sound designer have to put in the uh, sound of every single boot clacking because it was magnetic onto every ship. So I thought it was uh, it was a good show. So did you guys see The Expanse? I no, but no. Ed, this is a take we hear a lot. So many people mm-hmm. are like it was. It's like the most slept on sci-fi show. That's like the best show that I've ever seen. Is something I've heard pretty for frequently. sure. Yeah, it's really well thought out. It it uh, one of the problems with it is like you could tell it was like sci-fi channel budget. So the effects, not everything is. Uh, up to par with, you know, recent shows, but you could kind of overlook those flaws because the storytelling is, uh, and just the world building is really good. Yeah. The enemy spaceships are actually like 
pie tins on strings. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plan nine stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing I think is really underrated is science. I think uh, I think people should be more into it. It's really helpful. It should get mm-hmm. a lot more credit. Just science in general. Where do you see where do you see people not or people undervaluing it too much? Everywhere. So for the most part, <laughs> okay, yeah, um, everything from, you know, obviously medical science and, and sure. uh, things about uh, infectious diseases, but also like, I really feel like there's a lot more technology and development we can be doing everything from like w- energy to, you know, more efficient travel to all of these things. And I think that there's a lot less credit that's being given to like and these innovations that should should be happening a lot quicker that should be being subsidized to make everyone's journey a little bit easier Mm. yeah i have a six-year-old and a four-year-old chris and uh the like there i i've like been reintroduced to how cool science is just like through the things that they're interested in like seeing them encounter like sea life for the first time and yes a man like what a mantis shrimp can do and uh you know just watching like underwater documentaries that mm-hmm. was also like i was obsessed with jaws because it was a a shark that ate people and i was a weird kid but like like that you know sharks were one of the first things i was obsessed with i think a lot of people like hit the world just amazed and like super interested in science. And then we like have it ground out of us, I guess, but right. <laughs> just the yeah. onrush of like other more practical things. Or even like, yeah, like you're saying your kids like, like big trucks and like machinery yeah, and trucks, stuff. Dude, that's space, all technological. Like all like, the stuff. Yeah. And you're like, dad, how's it able to lift that? You're like, I can't explain right. pneumatic pistons and yeah. shit. I don't yeah. know, man. It's a fucking machine. Like, uh, but I get that. Like, yeah, our as kids, we want we have so many questions. And like, yeah, when it brushes up against, you know, like science as a kid, I remember going to like this science museum for kids. And that was like my favorite place to go because it was like a physical space where I saw like cause and effect or began to understood how things like worked. Yeah. You have that curiosity as a kid. And, uh, you know, I think as adults, if we could recapture some of that, especially in the, you know, the scientific fields and even just to support those those yeah. endeavors, it's, you know, the the scientists of today or the teachers of tomorrow and these kids coming up that are curious, you know, they could, you know, make these innovations and make things better. But, you know, right. it has to be encouraged. I feel like, you know, science has gotten demonized lately with uh, like, well, no, that's that's junk. And just listen to us, not not the scientists I'm like, hmm. That's a bad road to go down. Right. It's yeah. it's wild, too, because I think so many of, like, as you become an adult, we're just less wowed by the things that technology or science and research has, like, afforded us. And we're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, now my phone knows where I'm at. Right. And, like, yeah, cool. <laughs> now my camera is, like, even smaller than this pinhole. And you're like, yeah, without, like, NASA investment, we don't get half of those things. Right. So yeah. <laughs> that's, like, the little bit of consumer trickle-down from, you know, For investing sure. in science. I mean, even, like, military spending, it's, it's you don't even realize that, like, some of the stuff, like, literally, like, stereo came from, like, you know, military development. Like, like there's a lot of innovations that trickle down from the most least expected places, but then we use them as consumers. Imagine what we could accomplish if, like, all those billions of billions of dollars, we're going to talk about the budget that, like, is allocated mm-hmm. to military spending. But imagine if, like, instead of, like, just happening to 
glance against like stereo by accident like that we were just like hey what what if we spent all this money and tried to like make cool shit instead of just like the most efficient way to (laughs) kill a city full of people oh no see we came up with stereo because we wanted to be able to hear the explosions and surround (laughs) sound (laughs) right yeah but yeah i guess we could maybe have a different mission which would be like right how do we you know, how do we really uh, conserve water in the most efficient way and be able to desalinate it, desalinize it and maybe get it other places? I don't know. Or we can. Yeah. Hey, this drone I made can yeah. blow up a fucking warship, though. Yeah, we're we're headed towards either Warhammer 40K or Horizon Zero Dawn. One of those. Right. We're, we're, oh. we're going in that direction. Jack, yeah. I know as a big gamer, you knew exactly where we were at with that one. Yeah, yeah I just I'm keeping my mouth shut because I disagree. Uh, I think we're headed to a different specific video game reference that I'm not going to make right now because I don't oh, want to okay. start a whole thing. You, know? you wanted, to, yeah, you you don't want to you want to help hold back your Aloy hot takes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Great underrated. Totally agree. Also, like the desalination plants on aircraft carriers are like crazy. It's funny that that's what <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're talking <laughs> like a kid just, now like, we just got back yeah, from well i just read about that because my kids are obsessed with like you know yeah. aircraft carriers and shit right. and it's like they produce like cities worth of water out of seawater just out there every day yeah but got to keep those floating war although, bases yeah but although i don't know if the the real news around the navy is like there there's real problems happening on a lot of these ships uh, at the moment Checking in with your defense news at the moment. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. 
Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. And uh, another thread from Alec Karakatsanis that I found instructive and in providing information that I, I think is criminally like underreported. So there's an inquiry happening in San Francisco into how the media divisions of these police forces operate. They found out the director of this propaganda unit costs $289,000 of taxpayer dollars a year. That's oh. what they're making. That's what they, that's yeah. for one person? That's right. They have a full-time videographer who costs taxpayers $120,000. And cops have been using videographers to try to combat, like, the bad press that comes from people just uh, holding up cameras and showing what they actually do in to their communities. Like, they, they're like, well, what if instead of those videos, you were watching this video? For instance, <laughs> Alec linked off to this L.A. Sheriff's Department video that, I don't know, Miles, did you, were you able to watch this? Should, should oh, we just yeah, watch I it together? It let's, let's, let's experience this. Uh, There's no this. words, so we'll just kind of describe what, what's happening. There's no words, but also, uh, I think Chris will really enjoy this as someone who likes sci-fi. Yeah. And presumably the LA Sheriff's Department. You got you must love that. It says a short time ago in a hangar not so far away. Okay, we see a police fucking chopper. And BB-8, and BB-8. just popped into frame. And, and then shoots the helicopter. police helicopter. And then uh si- like cross wipe Lucas style to the helicopter taking off. Wishing everyone a happy Star Wars Day, and may the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you, unless you are... sheriffs. <laughs> unless you're loitering on a Caruso-owned shopping property, in which case we will bludgeon you and tell you to leave. Now, is this separate from what you guys like, from, like, helmet cams and body cams? Well, like, yeah, like, no, yeah, like, they have, a, they have, like, a position where it's, like, where's our video guy to, like, shoot our videos? Cause, so like, it's obviously- a separate, like, division. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's a, it is a propaganda division. wing. That's like right. effectively oh. what it is. And they spend a lot of money, like both reaching out to the media, 
I, I don't know what that, creating videos like that, where I'm not sure what the implication was. I know BB-8, like, shot electricity at various things and sometimes, it, like, fixed them, maybe, in the sequels. And yeah, they, but how it relates to the police and their choppers that use way too much fuel. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, the this is the L.A. Sheriff's Department that's riddled with the history of, you know, white supremacist gangs, extrajudicial murder. I didn't know all the details of the, um, like, I knew that they had leaked the photos of Kobe and his daughter's dead bodies and then that Vanessa Bryant was suing them. I did not know that they had subpoenaed her, like, therapy records and yeah. got them released to the court, which is, like, fucking terrifying just for anyone in therapy the idea that the police can be like well we need to show evidence that you were fucked up so we're gonna like do this to discredit you like right. that's like Mad Men that's, that, that's like some shit from Mad Men isn't there right. like patient doctor confidentiality like nah not fam <laughs> <laughs> not when it's the LA Sheriff's Department and yeah so in that video but by create by having this division they are able to pump out videos where they're the good guys. I thought the most important revelation is that this unit in San Francisco and presumably many other units, like San Francisco is not the most well-funded propaganda operation. They are just the one that had got taken to a community hearing where this stuff was revealed. But they have what when like the police murder someone, a sergeant has ordered all members of the media relations team, their propaganda unit, should closely monitor social media for posts, video, etc. related to the killing. And so, like, they're going to go after people who post videos, try and get videos taken down, and also just, you know, they have, they're fighting it, like, at, the very beginning of any sort of public outcry, you have a covert propaganda unit that is out there trying to sway public opinion or get people to ignore shit. Right. Yeah. But now to be clear, BB-8 won't be in every video? That Like, that's remains Stay to tuned. be seen. Yeah. Like, that's why you got to follow the sheriff's Twitter account, fan. <laughs> <laughs> you might get more BB-8 clips. They got 80 <laughs> likes on that one, so... I mean, that video, I mean, granted, it's not the San Francisco PD, so clearly their budgets must be lower for their videographer. But, like, mm. that had big, my uncle just got an iPhone. They got energy. that one droid with the legs at the bottom, and then that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, like, because when you show me that video, I'm like, wait, I have the app that makes those video clips. It's, like, it's called, like, movie action movie cam or something, and it just overlays these, like, just you know, ridiculous little graphics things over whatever video you shoot. But the yeah. fact that then like the sheriff's department is like, then that's how we're going to curry favor and create common ground with the people we oppress. Yeah. In the community. So when you post footage or an opinion about the police murdering someone in your community, you are taking on a propaganda unit that is well-funded and that has shown that they will go after the therapy records of right. uh, the grieving widow of a national hero and local god like that and got away with it. So it's, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's never it's never the issue is what happened. That's bad. We need to sort that out. It's always yep. who the fuck told you that? Yep. How'd you hear yeah, that? How'd you know? How'd you find out? Told you that approach to uh, <laughs> it's fixing your fuck? issues. It's, same thing with uh, Villanueva and like, you know, John Oliver even touched on it on his show last week with of just how. This guy, there was a, a clip of this 
person in, who was being detained was getting knelt on. And he like Villanueva, his response was, "We, I think there's a conspiracy. How'd that thing get leaked? I had never. And also, I had never seen the he clip. did the leak uh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like mm-hmm. he put up a, a poster board of like a couple people including like an LA times reporter who he was like, he's like, and this is like, this could be the network of deception that allowed this clip of what happened to emerge. That's the real crime. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always the, who the fuck told you that whenever that, and then he had to come out and say that there were not going to be any charges filed against that reporter. Right. Yeah. But like still, cause again, you're like this, you, this doesn't look good. Yeah. The, the LA times, they have an entire barrel full of, lawyers just ready and waiting to go so that's there's certain places you don't want to mess with right and also like they can't mess up their relationship the la times and the lapd usually play nice together like mm-hmm. they carry water for them like i feel like at some point it was like okay i can't burn the spot because yeah <laughs> we need you guys to say that people were attacked when they were protesting roe being over relationship stress testing yeah. right <laughs> right all right, let's talk uh, humanitarian aid to Ukraine, which, yeah. you know, we we came up recently because we were mentioning how Biden w- gave his statement about how how teed off he was about the row uh, being overturned while walking into a Lockheed Martin factory to check out the aid, in quotes, that, that yeah. was going to Ukraine. But, let, yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, well... Yes. On his way into Lockheed, a Lockheed facility where like literal javelin anti-tank munitions are being made that are, you know, that are being used in Ukraine. He's like, you got to vote. And also the reminder that when I say that, I mean, American people should only be engaged one day of the year and then don't look at what we're doing until Election Day. And then we'll dress some stuff up and then that'll motivate you. And then please unplug. So as he goes in there, you know, we got that whole thing about, you know, you got to vote. And just the absurdity of it was I it really struck me of him walking into this Lockheed facility while, you know, America is in the middle of such a crisis of curtailing rights or just, you know, legalizing all kind all forms of discrimination. So, you know, a lot of the news has swirled around like the amount of aid the U.S. is sending to Ukraine and whether or not the U.S. is like seizing on this to fight like a full blown p- proxy war with Russia, which most people are like, yeah, it's a lot of that's a lot of a lot of weapons going that way. And the way the Pentagon's talking is like and Russia could be, you know, you know, taken down forever as a result of this war. Um, so we're seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of of defensive weapons going that way. And I I understand it's vitally important that Ukrainians are able to protect themselves from a Russian invasion. And most people are of that belief unless you're on Fox News or on some other shit. Where things get a little weird is when you look at the amounts of money being spent, because Biden just made I just want to put it in perspective. I'm not here to say, like, you shouldn't like you can't be helping these people. But just to understand how money moves around and the amounts in which they're moving and the amounts at which we see very little for things that actually help, you know, the people that live here. He made a request for $33 billion. The U.S. has already sent $14 billion, which is exponentially more than they sent since the annexation of Crimea in, Crimea in 2014. So if Congress okays this $33 billion, the total will come to $47 billion, and it would Ukraine, within, like, within just a couple months, would become one of the largest recipients of aid since 1946, second only to Israel, Iraq, Egypt, and Afghanistan. Like, they're like they're gonna they'll jump the, the charts real quick. Is and it all mixed think about together? That. 
Is it all mixed together? Like this is aid. This includes humanitarian, military weapons, so, or is it like kind of that, broken up? The, I mean, if you actually look at the bills, like as they're you know being proposed, you can tell how they're being broken down. In that first fourteen billion, I, only about like I think less than four billion was actually for weapons. Most of mm-hmm. it was for like food and other things to help people get resettled and any like refugee assistance that's needed. In this thirty-three billion, twenty billion mm-hmm. is going to weapons now, and. This is all happening when we talk about this all the time. You see child poverty, homelessness, restrictions on body autonomy, all at terrible levels. But very quickly, we're saying like, yeah, we need we need 20 billion for the military industrial complex. And I just want to underline underline this relationship that we have with military spending, because due to the invasion of Ukraine, defense companies have been like pissing themselves silly with glee over the amounts of money that's being spent. The head of Raytheon was putting like this whole situation like this on like a a call, right? So initially, while first quarter defense earnings actually declined due to basically because weapons makers were like, we're not dealing with Russia anymore. They're like, fuck, that was Mm. a huge client. They said uh, those profits are going to rebound thanks to Biden's massive investment. On an earnings call last week, Raytheon CEO Greg Hayes said defense spending, which was already set to increase before the Russian invasion, is on a better trajectory, quote, better than... We uh, what we had expected. And hell yeah, this is how it's talked on an earnings call, right? Oh, it's better than we expected, folks. These things that just destroy human life. It's (laughs) the money is coming through, though. And there's another article from Yahoo that talks about military spending. And the way it sounds, you would think it was written by an algorithm that knows nothing of human suffering and has just like an always on boner for defense spending (laughs) goes like this. As one of the global superpowers, the U.S. often gets involved in wars around the rest of the world today. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just the wildest first sentence. Toward the end of last year, the U.S. government approved one of the largest defense spending bills in history at a value of $777.7 billion. This gives a direct advantage to the contractors who land more work as part of these massive defense spending bills. With its presence in every U.S. state, Lockheed Martin will undoubtedly land a lot of government contracts as per usual. The share price of the company has surged 18% since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, as this conflict is likely to result in many governments boosting their defense bills. Defense equipment manufactured by Lockheed is already seeing increasing demand as the U.S. and its allies are purchasing this equipment to send to Ukraine. For the next fiscal year, the Biden administration has proposed an $813 billion defense budget, which is even higher than the amount allocated for this year. Yay! Probably got COVID aid too, like before all this happened. So they probably probably got paid twice. uh, This is like so eight hundred thirteen billion. The wild part, right, is throughout all this, we are also seeing that defense companies they're actually spending less on lobbying this year because they know the fear of the war spilling over in other parts of Europe. They don't need to lobby, like they really. You can just tell by the lobbying money that's spent. It's complete. It's so fucking different, like millions less than this time last year. Right. Because yeah, there's, there's bean counters going, well, do we need to spend it here? Mm, right. Probably not. No. And when and when you look at how that that money like that, the influence works, right, they've spent right over two and a half billion dollars since like, you know, 2000, basically, or I would say roughly probably around like we'll call it 9-11 because that's really when shit took off. And when you look at what comes back, that's 2.6 billion ended up in 14 trillion. 
mm-hmm. or like that from there, like half of that, like for the 14 trillion that was allocated to the DOD during that time, about half of that went to those defense contractors. So their return on investment, like for Lockheed in 2020, the they $5,808 they got from DOD contracts. That's like their return was for every dollar spent, they got $5,800 in contracts back. Wow, that's pretty good. That's like crypto returns. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's some <laughs> fucking <laughs> odal shit if I've ever seen it. Yeah. But that's, they, this is how, you know, they see the conflicts. They said, this is who we need to spend with. We know who to talk to and we can continue to spend this money. And this is all while we're looking at things like people's fucking health insurance not being, you know, we have no, we have no stable public health insurance. We have nothing to offer people in terms of childcare or anything, but just let that sit of how easily we can always just lop off a billions of dollars for defense spending. And people have to literally pull up to, to the Capitol, like hooked up to medical machines to try and show politicians that these are human beings that could benefit from, you know, more progressive policy. And, yeah. and lobbying has become different, too. Like if it used to be like, you know, one company had a lobbyist, they would go and try to lobby the, you know, the congressmen or the senators or, you know, or just the government in general. Now there's like lobbying companies that just kind of have an umbrella. Like I represent these yeah. uh, defense contractors and whatever. So yeah. basically the lobbying is kind of pooled together for the industries as a whole. So it becomes uh, even less uh, personal, I guess you would say, because it's all well, money needs to flow into this industry we're not we're less concerned with which company anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I think at that point, the, the politicians know which companies it is because I'm right. like, yeah, do you know that? Because <laughs> that's like, you know, like the trades go around. It's like, oh, which firm has that contract? OK, yeah. now I know when right. I get a knock on my door from that, that means Boeing or whoever. And it just dwarfs like everything else that we spend, what we put the rest of our money towards, like as a as a country, as a people, like it's. It's just a like print money button for the U.S. economy that yeah. like they realize the the public doesn't really blame them for or judge if they if they decide to like put make the well, defense we budget like they're yesterday. still testing like to be like how high can we fucking make this thing before somebody <laughs> pushes back like at this point the numbers just seem imaginary to people and everyone wants to feel safe and you get to call it a defense budget. Um, and defense wins championships, as you know. Right. So we just put put it in the T's, put it in the trillions, baby. And it's, I mean, like, for example, right, to bring the almost 6 million families that live in poverty in the United States, like, to, like, the kind of uh, injection of income they would need, would cost around $46 billion in a year mm. to lift those families out of poverty. And also, like, the, like, maybe 200,000 or so children that aren't with their families. That spending would lift those people out of poverty. Like if you began to even invest on that level, if you just did a raw thing of like, just give these people cash and they'll be out of poverty, that price tags around 47 million, 47 billion dollars. Right. I mean, even Elon Musk, if he would have paid the the um, UN, the the food bank, like that would have actually helped to get a lot of people uh, fed because they said, here's how we're going to spend your five or six billion or whatever. And then, okay, great. And then he never he never gave the money. Yeah. And it's, you know, so I think the other issue is if you're not really engaged and you just get your news from like the local news or CNN or whatever, 
they're, no one's going to talk. When are they going to say military industrial complex on that channel? Yeah. Is you know what the, I mean? Those yeah. are like, they're, it's like fucking, it's like Voldemort. <laughs> like, don't fucking bring it up. Like, that's not what we do here. And that's like fucking <laughs> too real. Just be yeah. like, well, with increased budgets. And I get that, like, it feels good to know that there are people in need that need assistance and we're providing that. And I think that's the cover they use to then be like, okay, now let's fucking, let's hook up Raytheon. Right. Let's hook right. up Lockheed. And, and we get it too, because those companies, the same, you know, we talk about revolving doors. You end up leaving Raytheon. You might get in the Pentagon and insert yourself there into a better decision-making position, bring more contracts to Raytheon. You leave the Pentagon, you're back at Raytheon. <laughs> like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's that absurdity. And I, whenever it's talked about, I feel like you, you see it like in a very quick segment, like on like a more fringe host show on a news network. And then it's just kind of like glossed over rather than like, putting in front of people the absurdity of how we have completely de-emphasized helping people it's good like it's it's very clear like it couldn't be more uh in your face than when you look at things like this i I think it even goes beyond that sometimes where we've de-emphasized the people like you Mm -hmm. know they're like less worthy of help and that's that's really tragic when you look at like uh well you know these people a lot of people need help but yeah but there's other things we have other priorities i'm like well no there's there's still people they they need help and i think that's you know even worse right yeah but it's also they they break it down into little chunks in terms of the numbers and you know the green new deal they total up to that's 93 trillion over the course of 100 years and like don't give any of the cost savings that would happen by right. not destroying the planet earth (laughs) but on this they're like all right so what all we're asking for is 33 billion in aid this month (laughs) like it's just like 13 goes to kids and stuff and helps out and then another 30 i don't i mean honestly i don't know how much raytheon's overcharging for some of this shit man but uh oh yeah we'll get them the javelins there aren't enough people in the world like we 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 have talked about this before in in regards to like how immorally wealthy like a billionaire has to be like the right the fact that you know a billion seconds is, is like hundreds of years well a million or yeah whatever whatever is billion is a huge number and when you're talking about like these numbers like that shit just like goes missing like billions of dollars just go missing like people can fucking steal billions of dollars easily like it doesn't you could build wind farms all over the planet with that yeah you know, for right. it to create a uh, renewable energy yeah actually yeah. like somebody somebody who works in the pentagon should just be like mis misallocating funds to wind farms to yeah. the construction <laughs> of wind farms like that might be the only way we can do it there was maybe that... we could create a missile that when it lands it um converts into a uh, a wind turbine <laughs> so right we could shoot them into countries and then harvest the energy right so. they're like forced renewables yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to carpet bomb you with solar panels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there was that tweet that kind of went viral when Elon was, you know, was buying Twitter where they're giving you a perspective of how much money 44 billion was. And there is that tweet that was basically saying, like, if you made a two hundred thousand dollars every single day since, you know, whatever date we say, yeah, Columbus came to the new world in 1492. If you spent if you made two hundred thousand dollars every day since that day. You still wouldn't have $44 billion. <laughs> You'd have 39. Right. 
<laughs> think about that. You could be a fucking baller vamp, baller ass vampire making 200 <laughs> racks a day. And then you're like, fuck, man, I've been alive since 1492 on yeah. my grind and I can't even match these fucking people. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's what Elon Musk is. I mean, is there any there might be some pictures of him from the 1930s that haven't come out yet? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, who who knows? But yeah, it, it really is. It's just these are staggering amounts of money. And uh, I, God, I, I feel like, you know, a responsible like newspaper would always put a note to like what however billion dollars are being spent on like killing machines or police nonsense how that how that translates to good for the regular person i mean there's plenty of sites where you can aggregate find this information but like it's like i feel like that's the only way you could slowly erode at that where someone could say look at 33 billion and be like no 33 billion like gets all the water pipes working here that changes our our energy mix that does this it does that but it is what it is and I, I'm sorry, I'm still kind of uh, thinking about a T-shirt that says Vampire Baller on it. So I think that would be kind of cool if you guys made yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Right. <laughs> just in the cut. But also just very, very sour, though, that he still he still doesn't even have, like, build, you know, proper billionaire money. <laughs> he didn't quite make it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I tried to do it ethically, man. Yeah. I tried yeah. to do it ethically. I could only buy MySpace. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, After 44 the billion seconds is 1,364 years. So oh, that's frightening. If you start, start your timer now and you'll get there. Yeah. Oh, thank God they're banning math books. I don't want to hear about any of this. So. Yeah. <laughs> How long do <laughs> they right. ban calculators? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees, no really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, 
Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. And we've been talking about in recent days the need for a community, the, the fact that we are bad at it in modern America, the fact that there is a loneliness epidemic caused by, you know, various things, but at least partially social media and just being isolated from one another. And the pandemic obviously didn't help. And for me personally, when I'm away from people, that is when I am most in fear of being around people. <laughs> like, so if I'm, if I haven't seen somebody in a year, I'm like, ah, oh, do I really want to see this person again? And like, those are the people I love. Like, those are people who are like my best <laughs> friends and shit. And I'm like, oh man, uh, it's going to be so awkward. We're going to run right. out of things to say to each other. Uh, what am I supposed to say? Like, hey, dad. And it's like, no, it's your dad, man. Like, that's it. Love shit you, fine. Pa. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's so I think, you know, that there is, at least personally for me, and I, I feel like other people might feel this way, like some aversion aversion and like a hardening and sort of a a momentum that like loneliness and isolating can kind of pick up momentum a little bit right and there's a new study that strikes me as like true and yeah yeah i think i I like this well i think what just like we're saying right like it's clear that one of the more potent forces for good is when people work together collectively and look out for each other. Uh, that and that in times like this, it's even more important, right? To to look at somebody in your community and get to know them to 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 try and like again build the community. And like you're saying, I'm the same way. The idea of speaking to a stranger in my mind is. <sighs> Like, I'm like, who's this fucking person? They're going to be a piece of shit. I don't know. They probably don't like anything I fucking like. I don't want to just say some shit to be friendly. Fuck that. Like, <laughs> suddenly it'll just become this curmudgeon because I have this sort of anticipation of how I think this interaction with a person I have never met because somehow in this version, I'm a fortune teller. Uh, I know exactly what the outcome is. And in this study that came out, they were really testing this of like, what is the effect of having a conversation with a stranger? Is it? Is it so bad or is it actually enriching? And the study found that 
people, you know, as they wrote down what their expectations were and then what they actually their recorded results were after speaking, people were incorrectly believed that their, quote, conversations would become more and more dull and awkward over time. Instead, conversations lasting up to half an hour resulted in either stable or increasing levels of enjoyment. So that's that's a nice thing to hear. You know, I, I, I got to say, when when you sent that article over, I the, my first reaction was, oh, thank God, I'm not the only one that feels this way. <laughs> right. Oh, like that. Yeah. The idea to speak to a stranger yeah, is like, yeah, the worst uh, thing. you yeah. know, and I, I've, you know, been a comic and toured the country, you know, over years and years and met all sorts of, you know, different people. And and it, the, this article is 100 percent true. Like it was always much better than in my head. I was anticipating <laughs> like, you know, when yeah. you meet strangers and people and it's a really encouraging article because, A, like I said, I'm like, I thought I was the only one that didn't look forward to every single interaction with other human beings. And uh, <laughs> right. And, and also it that out, it, it's always better than you think. Yeah. And so they brought in over a thousand people to conduct this research. Right. They would they would put together people in pairs. They'd meet, chat for a few minutes. Then they'd break. They would leave, record their assessment of the conversation. Then they would record how much enjoyment they were getting from the discussion and it then also asked to predict their future levels of enjoyment or, you know, satisfaction from speaking to the stranger. And then they'd go back to the person and kind of do this over and over. And over time, they again, like the, like the results are saying, people were not running out of things to talk about. And they found the experiment very pleasant. And in one of the, they did five different experiments. In one of the experiments, right, participants had the option to either cut a conversation short or they would be required to speak for an extra 25 minutes. And the group that had the option to or the, the group that was asked to speak longer, they rec they reported much higher levels of enjoyment than the group that was able to cut the conversation off when they when they felt comfortable. Were they podcasters? <laughs> I think they were only children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I think, again, you know, we really underestimate the fact that just that how curious we are, even back to talking about science and being a kid and observing children like we are curious creatures or social animals and a lot of the enjoyment for people merely came from just finding out more about the other person that they were just inquisitive that they're like oh yeah I, i'm the thing that really motivated people was this sort of idea that they wanted to actually just learn more about this person they had just met and yeah mm -hmm. i think that's a really interesting thing that we really lose is that like how powerful conversation actually is it's i think because of social media and how, especially in the last few years, so many people are even more and more, you know, disconnected and emotions are running high and, 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 and going to very pessimistic places. Yeah. That just merely connecting with a, a person and saying, like, hey, like, hey, I'm this person. No, you do this. Great. It helps tremendously because it, it dispels all of these illusions. And like you said, fortune telling that we have about another person, you know, the, right. the best way to uh, eliminate that is to actually be around that person. Yeah, I'm embarrassed by how much of a revelation it was to me when I like when I stopped drinking, I was like, how will I ever like talk to people ever again? <laughs> and my wife, who is brilliant and also great, I, I assumed naturally social person. She's like, no, you just ask them about themselves. And I was like, oh, right. And they're dumb. So they're going to like talking about themselves. Right. And, but no, it's actually that. The people are interesting. And so yeah, when, by the asking them about themselves, you learn new interesting things about them. 
And then you like build on that, like a human conversation, I believe is what, what they're called. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, and, I was and just, some, some, and sometimes they're dumb. But yeah, they're, yeah, sometimes they're dumb. Yeah. And then they like talk about no themselves and you can always yeah. just be like, uh-huh. And then yeah. you start, you open up your bank of, uh, you know, I'm going to remember this for comedy purposes. Right. You right. Keep, You're like, I'm, for I'm my next conversation. conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We are, it, it, it's so helpful. And like you're saying, like in so many levels, it helps a to demystify or make people less obscure to us where we might be projecting all kinds of shit of who we think somebody is based on merely just looking at them, right? To connect to a human being that that is truly going to begin to erode things. Like you're not just seeing somebody who's walking their dog and you see every now and then. That person now becomes this person with a name who, you know, actually is from this part of the country or another country. And have you have this in common. And now when you see them, you have a you you have a connection to them. Yeah. Not to say that you're best friends, but when you walk by that person again, you say, oh, let's say hey, what's up, person that I met mm -hmm. last week. You don't have to be best friends, but that already you're already you're already beginning to see who is in your community and connecting with them. And I just think in general yeah, it's it's good to remind ourselves that just in general, things are never as fucked up as we think they're going to be as it relates to like our social anxiety where we're like, damn, man, this is going to be fucking weird when I talk to this person or I got to go to this thing. And it's never as bad as we have. We, we make it out to be in our minds. For sure. Well, Chris, uh, it's been truly a pleasure having you yeah. on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Well, it's been great. Thanks a lot for having me on. The best place to go is to my um, my new company. It's uh, whitecatentertainment.com. I just created it. It's a storytelling company, you know, right when the pandemic was hitting, which is a great time to start a new company, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah. I hear that's right here. <laughs> um, so you can find like the podcast, uh, What Are You Watching? And, and I have an, one that kind of can help people with anxiety if any of the news is getting too much. It's uh, called The Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood. And then there's graphic novels and um, all sorts of stuff there on the website. But you can get everything and subscribe to the podcast. They're all free at whitecatentertainment.com. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? There was, and I've seen it a, a couple of times. And it was right after the Roe v. Wade thing got leaked. There was a um, an image of uh, A Handmaid's Tale and but her emails that right. <laughs> was underneath. Oof. There you go. And it was, um, but then it wasn't just one. There was like, I think, 10 different variations of it. So it like went like everywhere really fast and everyone was creating them. So it was, it was a kind of a, a fun thing. A true the last meme. couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Just, mm -hmm. just shit posting through the, the chaos. That's right. Mm -hmm. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, let's see. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. You can also check out the other pod for 20 Day Fiance. And also, if you like basketball, come by. Check out Miles and Jack got mad boosties. Yo, yo. Talking NBA constantly. Um, let's see. Man, there's a lot of good tweets. I have, I have to choose one to. OK, um, um, OK, this one. Uh, I got a couple at very important because it's Friday. I'm going to indulge myself at Friday uh, at very important tweeted Zoom psychiatrist. So the medication, are you still feeling OK on your current dose? Me in other tab typing. She suf yawn on my Stevens into Twitter. The what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ayana Murray, uh, I-A-N-A, -A, 
uh, at Ayanna Murray tweeted, watched everything everywhere all at once. And the whole cinema was laughing at the rock scene. Yeah, really funny, I thought. As I quietly sobbed, and that one cut <laughs> that straight was, through. Yeah, I was in the laugh. I was like, I was like <laughs> laughing and crying at that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jordan Seals uh, tweeted <laughs> at Judy Squirrels, trying to get myself out of bed by repeating "Come on, Barbie, let's go party" in increasingly strange voices. <laughs> uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. I'm I'm on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien, where you can find me enjoying tweets like these. Mm. At the Fruit Freak tweeted, if Bowser kidnapped my wife, I would not be saying, Wahoo, no matter how fun the jump was. Um, <laughs> ben Rosen tweeted, yeah, I like A24, giving the cashier A20 for one ticket to Morbius. And then <laughs> Abdullah Elementary School tweeted, every worker deserves an indoor basketball court steps away from their desk like the NBA on TNT team. And I, I just think that's true. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song that we think you might enjoy miles what song do we think people oh, might enjoy good i just stumbled upon a new artist named curtis wells uh describes as a producer arranger songwriter and singer trinidadian diaspora united states transient berlin habitant and man like this this track it's called a song about the sun and it's it, the vibe of it is like if kevin parker from tame impala was black <laughs> is like it feels like black tame impala that's how i that's just kind of my first instinct sonically of how i hear it uh, not to take anything away from either people but if you do like that sort of like psyche uh rock style of tame impala that has like good strong backbeat to it this is that and like good falsetto vocals so this is curtis wells with a song about the sun all right well go check that out the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's going to do it for us this morning uh, but we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you all then bye bye Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 